Welcome to this episode of the We Travel There podcast. We're in Baltimore, Maryland with my new friend Tyson Koska of OnTrajectory.com. Tyson was born and raised in the Baltimore area and has stayed for the sense of community within the city. In this episode, Tyson shares everything you want to know about the Inner Harbor, how to save money when visiting the Baltimore Aquarium, and why you should have an expert help you pick out the best blue crabs. You'll hear these three unique stories and so much more in today's interview. The show notes will be available at wetravelthere.com forward slash Baltimore. Now let's get started. This episode is sponsored in part by smartbyglasses.com. When it's time to go on vacation, I always reach for my favorite sunglasses before walking out the door. They protect my eyes and keep me looking good. Smartbyglasses.com offers incredible deals on all the top brands that you know and love. And for those people that have prescription lenses, they built a lens scanner feature that is pretty amazing. This app scans your current lenses to read your prescription so you can buy your lenses online instead of at the store. Where would you rather buy your glasses? Online where you can select from hundreds of fashionable styles or at your local store that has a limited selection? Go to wetravelthere.com forward slash smartbuy to find your next pair of glasses. Hey Tyson, welcome to the show, buddy. Thanks for having me, Lee. Absolutely. So we've been talking about having you on the show for a little while, talking about Baltimore. What's your connection to the city? I have lived in and out of Baltimore pretty much my entire life. So I grew up in the northern suburbs, moved away for a little while after high school, came back, lived downtown for a decade or two, I can't remember, and have just loved the city forever, always keep coming back to it. Obviously, I have family ties and whatnot, but sure, I'm a local boy. <laughs> nice. And so obviously, there's a lot of cities out there in the world. What's like the main thing that's kept you there? Baltimore. So we're so close to so many other probably more prestigious cities. You know, we're just south of Philly. We're just north of Washington, D.C. But what I love about Baltimore is how authentic it is, how real it is. If you want to be fancy, you can be fancy. If you want to see the seedier part of life, believe me, it's just a couple of blocks away. <laughs> and it's much more affordable than Philly or than Washington. So it's centrally located. There's other cities close by, but you can experience everything in Baltimore. And there's a tremendous amount of history in Baltimore. People probably don't realize, I'm sure we'll chat about a few things. It's really a city with a lot of history and a good value, I think. Absolutely. So Obviously, living there for most of your life, if you had to describe the city or the people in like one or two words, how would you do that? I would say real. It's real. You know, what you get in Baltimore is a cross section of everything that you're going to experience in life. There's some cities where you will kind of be isolated to a certain striation of society. Sure. Not so in Baltimore. You will get all the flavors. It's a very real, authentic city. Okay. So for people that are planning to come to Baltimore, What's the best way to get there? Obviously, you have a BWI, the airport that's there, right? Yes, BWI is just south. It's about 20 minutes drive south of the city. It is definitely the most convenient airport. There are airports, obviously, in D.C., but that really doesn't work for Baltimore. It's a good airport. Unfortunately, though, there's no public rail from the airport, so it's a taxi or an Uber ride up to the city. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. I was actually just flying through there recently, and I had a few hours to hang out at the Priority Pass Lounge there. and. Got me a few beers and a little bit of uh, snacks and enjoyed myself as I was typing out another article. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad nothing bad happened. It was great. A great experience for sure. So when people are thinking of coming to Baltimore, are there certain times of year that they should avoid or what's the best time for them to plan a trip? The dead of winter is brutally cold, but we have a wonderful light festival downtown. So if you do end up in the winter, you'll still have a good time. The summers are brutally hot and very humid. However, there's some really nice things that happen in the summer. I would say springtime or fall. 
unless there's something specific that you want to see. We have stuff all year round. But again, being a native, I can tell you if you don't like cold or you don't like hot, don't come in the summer or the winter. <laughs> well, obviously, like you mentioned the fall. I'm a sports fan and I know you got the Ravens right there. We do. And it's the end of the baseball season as well. And you know, the way the stadiums are laid out, they're all within walking distance of the Inner Harbor. You may or may not know that Camden Yards, when it came out in 1992, was sort of the first retro ballpark in the country. That I mean, that trend is, there's a few more now, but they're lovely places. I mean, the stadium, the football stadium, I would not call a lovely place, but it's definitely a good place <laughs> to see football. Yeah, I saw a game there once against the Steelers, so it was a good rivalry game. Oh, yeah. And no offense, people from Pittsburgh cover your ears, but <laughs> this guy was waving a damn terrible towel uh, <laughs> right yeah. in front of my face the yeah. entire game. I'm like, dude, I'm not even a fan of the, of the Ravens. I'm just here to watch a game, but can you put that down so I can focus? <laughs> it was one of the prime rivalries, and you know, Pittsburgh's not too far away, so we get a lot of their fans in. We're flying into Baltimore. We're going to take an Uber or a taxi, something like that, to get into the city. But once we're there, like, what are some of the things we should be doing while we're visiting Baltimore? So I'm sure we'll, we're going to mention a few things that are outside of the downtown area. But what's really nice about our downtown, there's a harbor in the middle of Baltimore, the Baltimore Harbor. Our inner harbor area is the prime tourist location. But what they've done is expanded the walkability around. There's literally a two-hour walk that you can do all the way around this horseshoe of our inner harbor. There's many old neighborhoods. There's new neighborhoods. There's a half dozen museums. There's the Maryland Science Center. I mean, we can talk specifically about the must-see things, but if you just walk the waterline around the inner harbor, the bigger than inner harbor area, you can't go wrong. They've really done a nice job. It's very safe. Safety is another thing I'm sure that'll come up in this conversation, but if you stick to the water, you'll be just fine. Is it like a self-guided tour? Are there some tours that you can sign up for? How would you do that tour? Legs of it are signpost, a walking tour of where you are and interesting things that are around you. Okay. I don't think they've done that for the entire horseshoe. That is from the inner harbor to Canton. That would be the north side of the harbor. That walking tour is all signposted out. And that's about a good hour walk. I mean, if you just walked it straight, if you're obviously if you're seeing sites, it's going to take you all weekend. Like a lot of cities, if you got to see everything you really wanted to see, you could be there for a month and still not see everything. What's really nice about Baltimore is that you never have to go anywhere. You just walk this horseshoe around the harbor and everything's laid out in, in such a way that you'll always be in a safe zone and there's so many nice things to see. Let's talk about some of those other things. There's like a visionary art museum. Yeah, it's really spectacular. It's, I guess it's about a decade old now, but really beautiful place. It's situated just south of the Inner Harbor. Okay. It's right next to Federal Hill. Federal Hill is, it's a park, but it's this big grassy hill that you should definitely, if you're in Baltimore and if you're on that side of the harbor, walk up that hill and just look over the city. It's a great view of the, the city. The Visionary Art Museum is at the foot of that hill, and so is the Maryland Science Center. So if you've got kids, the Science Center is a great place to go. It's, I mean, I, I went there on my third grade elementary school trip to the Science Center. Great <laughs> memories. I travel a lot with my kids, and they're four and eight right now, and they love all those interactive museums like that with the science side. Not only do we have the Science Center on the south side of the harbor, but on the north side of the harbor, we have a kids' museum called Port Discovery. And it's exactly one of these you know, new interactive museums. It's got a three-story climbing structure right in the middle of it, and it's really a lot of fun. I have young kids as well. You know, We bought a year pass, and we're there every other day pretty much. <laughs> yeah, it's a good place where uh, you, know, you can relax, let them go use all their energy, and then mm -hmm. when they're back, then... 
they can take a nap and you can enjoy some time with your wife. Exactly. <laughs> and Port Discovery is situated right on the site of what used to be an old fish market 100 years ago, but they've turned it into a walking area with a dozen different bars. There's a piano bar, there's a live music club there, a couple of tapas places. I mean, everything from stuff that appeals to young people to older people. It's a really nice little area right outside the Port Discovery. No, that sounds good. A little tapas and a few drinks, you'd be set for <laughs> set for the afternoon. Yeah. A couple other things you mentioned before, the seven-foot knoll lighthouse. Yeah, that's a really neat thing. So, I mean, it was transplanted. We didn't you know, need a lighthouse in the middle of the harbor, but they transplanted it to the inner harbor area. So it's right along this walking tour that I've been talking about. Honestly, I don't remember exactly how many hundreds of years old it is, but uh, you get to walk up there. You get to see where the lighthouse keeper used to sleep. So they've turned it into a museum. So they transplanted a lighthouse, plopped it into Inner Harbor, and, and let you walk around in it. Baltimore is also connected to a famous author, right? Edgar Allan Poe. Yes. Everyone struggles to make Poe their own, but we named our ravens <laughs> after him. So, you know, we, uh, yeah, so Poe died here. The rumor has it. Now, I don't know if this is true, but so one of the neighborhoods, Again, one of these neighborhoods on this waterfront walking tour is called Fells Point. In there is a bar called The Horse You Came In On, and that bar has been there since sometime in the 1700s. It's the oldest continually operated bar in the United States. Rumor has it that Edgar Allan Poe, that was his last destination before he mysteriously died. And they say his ghost, you know, there's a ghost tour, and they say that late at night you can hear him, see him rattling around in the bar. Maybe you just had a few too many drinks. And <laughs> <laughs> Probably more likely. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So when we're doing all these things around town, obviously we need to have a hotel that would be like our central point to sleep in and, and to go from. What are some of the hotels that we should look at that are nearby that we should think about staying at? That used to be a real problem here in Baltimore. We had a keen shortage of nice hotels. They've solved that problem now. So there's a Ritz-Carlton right on the water. There's a Four Seasons right on the water. The one that I prefer if I'm ever downtown and I want a place to stay, they built a, a wonderful waterfront Marriott. It is right next to a outdoor music pavilion. So sometimes you can catch a free show because you're right next to this outdoor pavilion, major national acts. The view is wonderful. The prices are pretty affordable compared to you know the Four Seasons and the Ritz. So yeah, that's what I would recommend, the Baltimore Waterfront Marriott. So when we're thinking about getting around town and, and doing all these fun things, do we rent a car? Do we take public transportation, rely on Uber? What's the best way to get around? If you're doing this kind of walking thing that I'm talking about, you really don't need any transportation because there's just so much to see and so much to do. But my favorite places are not in this area. I'm sure we'll get into food in a little bit. If you're staying north of the city, we have a light rail, but it's a single line light rail. We also have a metro. They're not connected to one another. So public transportation is not the best in Baltimore. Honestly, Uber, Lyft would be the way I think to go. Okay. And so if we're coming there, if we're flying in, we shouldn't worry about renting a car, just rely on Uber to get us there or a taxi to get us from the airport and then walk around the horseshoe on the inner harbor or on the occasional trip, just worry about getting a ride share. Yeah, that's what I would recommend. It's really not necessary to rent a car. But if you did, you know, our parking's not obnoxious like it is in New York or something like that. Yeah. How's the parking situation as far as cost-wise? Yeah, it's fine. I mean, it's typical mid-sized city. I mean, not like Midwest prices, but sure. I would say, you know, in the range of 8 to $10 a day, something like that. Oh, that's not bad at all. Yeah. No. I mean, I come from LA where it's, 
downtown, it's like 40 bucks a day, basically for right. the, the park. <laughs> I know. So, <laughs> so everything else seems super easy compared to that. Yeah. But yeah, so you were alluding to some of the places to eat. We definitely don't want to miss out on that because I know there's a lot of great places to eat there in the Baltimore area. There is. There is. I'll start with some things that I think are really great and then finish off with what you must do. Okay. We have a great Italian neighborhood. It's called Little Italy. And I've lived there. And there is just literally 18 great Italian restaurants. I'm a value seeker. So I always go to places where I think the food and value intersect in a great way. Sure. So I'll mention two places, Amici's, they have a great happy hour, they have great food, very casual dining atmosphere, good prices, but delicious food. The w- other one that I'll mention is Sabatino's. So are you a fan of The Wire, Lee? I've honestly never watched that. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> we got to fix that. <laughs> yes. I've heard it's a great show, though. It is. It is. It's a great show filmed in Baltimore, all about uh, you know the Baltimore drug scene. So you'll understand when I say it's a real place, you'll know what I mean. But in that show... The main character takes his kid to Sabatino's for chicken parm. And I had not thought of it for years, but when I was in high school, I took a girl on a date and everyone said I had to go to Sabatino's and have the chicken parm. And I had not remembered that for years, so I had to go back and do it. Sabatino's has been there since 1955, I think. Very authentic Italian food, great chicken parm, and you'll get connected with The Wire and my dating past if you go there. (laughs) Yeah, I'm not sure which is more important, connecting (laughs) with your old dating past or being there for the TV show. So we got the Italian food checked off the list. What are some of the other places that we should look at? You'll have to go out of town a little bit and you'll see more of the Baltimore native population, but we also have a nice Greek town. So our Greek town is, I'm going to guess, maybe a $5 Uber ride out on Eastern Avenue. Just some really great Greek restaurants. My pick there is Zorba's. They do souflaki. They have an octopus dish. If you like octopus, that is just out of the world. But you know, whether you're going for meats or, or seafood, really, really great stuff there. And then the last thing you have to do if you come to Baltimore is have our steamed crabs. I mean, we live and breathe Old Bay for a reason. Steamed crabs here are not like anywhere else. If you don't want to pick them, of course, you can get a crab cake. But the experience of sitting down with a pile of delicious steamed crabs smothered in crab seasoning and eating with friends and drinking beer is just a great experience. I've never done it with someone and and then not go, wow, this is really great. The only caveat is if you don't know how to pick a, a blue crab, you need to find someone that can help you. What is the secret to picking the right blue crab? So it's not like a lobster where it's tail and claw, and that's basically it. Or even like, you know, other kinds of crab that just have big crab legs or something with big chunks of meat. Blue crab have these very tiny little cavities. And unless you actually understand, A, what you can and what you cannot eat, and B, how to disassemble the crab in a way that makes getting the meat out of these little cavities, it can be a very frustrating experience. Yeah, I'll have to admit, I have no idea how to do that. So (laughs) So when you come, make sure you call me. I can coach you. I'm a great blue crab coach, having coached dozens of people in my life. Nice. Otherwise, I'm going to be looking like a fool with YouTube on the (laughs) sitting there on the table trying to follow directions. (laughs) You'll have your crab mallet out and you'll be smacking it and you won't know what to do. And yeah. Nice. Okay. So when people are in Baltimore, what's a good breakfast place? You know, there used to be a shortage of that too, but now we've got a great place downtown. It's called Miss Shirley's. So whether it's breakfast or brunch, uh, they just do a great job. They have a a wonderful Cajun shrimp dish. I mean, basically anything you order there is going to be wonderful. You know, it's right downtown on Pratt Street. So Miss Shirley's, I would say. 
Now, if you want something a little bit more Baltimore authentic, diner-ish, uh-huh. then head on over to the Sip and Bite, which is in between the neighborhoods of Fells Point and Canton. Just great diner food, great atmosphere. Usually, if you go in there, there'll be people that have been up all night at the bars that are eating there, and <laughs> there'll be people that are just getting up eating there, locals eating there. It's a, a great little diner. That sounds like a great mix of people. Now, after we've had the crab or some of these other dinner places, what if we want a dessert? What if you want to satisfy your sweet tooth? There's only one place to go for that. You're going to head back into Little Italy and go to a place called Vicaro's. It is a old school Italian pastry. You know, so they've got cookies, they've got ice cream, but everyone goes there for the cannoli. So get a cannoli from Vicaro's and you'll be set. Right on. The Napoleons are also fabulous, by the way. Just want to make a picture <laughs> of Napoleons. Last but not least, if uh, you say I'm out on a date with my wife, we left the kids at home with grandma, we want to go out for a nightcap after dinner. Is there a good place to go for that? A nightcap after dinner in the Baltimore? Well, so here's the thing about Baltimore. We have three excellent adult playgrounds, and they're the neighborhoods of Federal Hill, Fells Point, and Canton. And inside each one of those neighborhoods, there are probably two dozen bars. I shy away from giving you an exact bar that you have to go to, but my favorite of the three is Fells Point. And if you walk along Thames Street, so it's spelled like the River Thames in London, but because this is Baltimore, we call it Thames Street. There's a row of bars. Uh, so the, the waterfront is great. The Oyster House is great. So having a cocktail, one of those two would be my recommendation. Yeah, you know, with having young kids, sometimes you don't get to go out on dates enough. So I always try to keep my wife in mind as far as if we can sneak away for a long weekend and go have some fun. Yeah, I mean, you can't go wrong with Health Point. There's just so many great places, great food uh, right on the water. That sounds great. Tyson, I really appreciate you sharing all these awesome tips and tricks for Baltimore. But now it's time for the final countdown. If the traveler only has time for one meal in, in Baltimore, where should they go and what should they eat? So I mentioned crabs earlier, but I didn't give you the name of the restaurant. And where I think you should go, and it's going to be probably a $15 Uber ride because it's not exactly in downtown, it's out to the east, is a place called Bill's Terrace Inn. It is run by the son of Mr. Bill. It was a bar back in the 50s and 60s. His son took it over and he decided to work on a seasoning mix for crabs that is just he won't sell it. He won't tell anyone what's in it. It's just the best flavoring I've ever had on crabs. He always makes sure that he has very good crabs in stock. And if you're there, you might end up seeing Rick Dempsey goes there all the time. He's a Baltimore Orioles catcher and MVP of the 1983 World Series or any number of Ravens go in there. So it's a very, very authentic, not pricey, not fancy place, but just the best crabs in town. That sounds really good. Yeah, my wife's definitely going to want me to fly her out to Baltimore for this, that's for sure. So you lived in Baltimore for the majority of your life. What's one of your most memorable stories? I had an old friend from the Army that I hadn't seen in seven years. Uh-huh. And during the time that we didn't you know, see each other, he had gone to culinary school, he had become a chef, and they were opening a new Capitol Grill in Baltimore. And he wrote me one day and said, hey, I'm gonna be in Baltimore, I'm gonna be training the chefs for the new Capitol Grill. Do you happen to live near there or do you know where it is? Well, it turned out it was exactly across the street from where I worked. So I got off work, I walked across the street, I saw my dear friend I hadn't really spoken to in seven years. We reconnected, we went out drinking all day and all night, and I didn't want to drive home. I crashed on his couch. The next morning, he comes and says, I'm going to go to the pool. He 
comes down from the pool and says, oh, you got to go upstairs and meet the lifeguard. And I was like, no, I'm way too tired. I'm definitely hungover. I do not want to go up and meet the lifeguard at the pool. So he goes up and I'm laying there on the couch. And I'm thinking, well, maybe I should go meet the lifeguard at the pool. Uh, who knows? So I go upstairs. I make a joke. We hit it off. We end up getting married. We now have two children. So within the space of about 16 hours, I reconnected with one of my best friends and met my wife. That is such a cool story. It's one of those things that, you know, you can sit there and if you go down one path of not getting up off the couch, <laughs> yeah, how different would your life have been? If he hadn't been the corporate trainer, if he, I mean, just so many random occurrences that that was just the, yeah, it was mind blowing. So fun. So fun. Speaking of fun times, where's the happiest happy hour in Baltimore? We mentioned the Kids Discovery Museum earlier, and I mentioned uh -huh. they converted the fish market. Any of those neighborhoods that I mentioned before, Canton, Federal Hill, Fells Point, they're all great. They're gonna have tons of good happy hours. But what they do here, what they call Power Plant Live, is that they'll host either very high quality local acts or national acts. It'll be a free show, generally on Fridays, sometimes on Saturdays. But you've got, again, all these bars, but then they convert the middle part into this live music area. If you buy a drink in one of the bars, you can bring it out so you don't have to worry about staying in the bar the whole time. And they just create a really great happy hour. And of course, if you want to stay beyond happy hour, there's lots to do right in that area. You don't have to go anywhere else. It's always good to hear an awesome bands. And uh, yeah. when they're free, that's even better. <laughs> yeah. And, oh, and what's really great about that little area, Power Plant Live area, is there's an excellent place to see live music that's actually part of that little circle of bars. It's called uh, Ram's Head Live. And I've seen, well, I'm a... I'm an old 80s alternative guy, so I've seen Morrissey and the Violent Femmes and uh, Toad the Wet Sprocket all there. But, you know, they have new bands, they have old bands, and it's a great place to see music. I used to love Violent Femmes. <laughs> my brother's 10 years older than me. He introduced me to that music. And most kids my age, when I was uh, when I was young, they didn't know what the heck it was that we were listening to. <laughs> right, right. Yep. Whenever I travel, one of the things I always eat is uh, pepperoni pizza. Where's the best place for pizza in Baltimore? Now, I don't know if pizza is so good because of the time that I always have it, or if it's just genuinely objectively awesome. But over in the Fells Point neighborhood, there's a place called BOP, B-O-P, which stands for Brick Oven Pizza. When the bar crowd's all let out, everyone goes to BOP. It's a very big slice. It's kind of old fashioned in that it's got a lot of semolina on the bottom of it. But I'll tell you, after spending a night out in Fells Point and dancing and having a couple of drinks, it is the absolute most perfect pizza slice you've ever had. <laughs> Pizza's always good. Uh, it's even better after a night of drinking. I guarantee that. <laughs> right. Now, I know you travel a lot as well. What's one of your best travel tips? This might not be what you had in mind for travel tips, but I'm going to give you something very Baltimore specific only because of our reputation. As you know, just two years ago, we had some pretty violent street protests. There can be very dangerous neighborhoods in Baltimore. And my recommendation, my travel tip for traveling to Baltimore is stay on the water. If you stay along the waterfront, it's going to be great. You're going to see great neighborhoods. You'll be safe and you'll have a wonderful time. Baltimore is a tricky city. If you walk a couple of streets too far in pretty much any direction, you might not be in the safest area. So if you come to Baltimore, stay on the water or if you want to pick a destination, grab an Uber and, and go. I think a lot of people, sometimes they get a little too adventurous and like you get a little too comfortable and you go, oh, let me just explore this little part. And sometimes that's when you get in trouble. Yeah. And I would hate for someone to have a bad experience in my city. Absolutely. So definitely thank you for that tip, both for Baltimore and just kind of in general, you know, always watch where you are and make sure you know where you're headed. But yeah, thanks for all the tips about Baltimore and just in general. It's been great having you on the show. 
Can you tell the audience a little bit about who you are and how they can connect with you? Sure. I'm the founder and CEO of On Trajectory. It's what we call a financial independence tracker or personal financial modeling tool. We're still working on what we call ourselves. It's really a tool for people that are interested in their own personal finance. Maybe they have an advisor or don't have an advisor, but it helps you map out a 30, 40, 50 year plan, track your progress to see how you're doing, and basically take the unknowns out of your financial planning. Obviously, a lot of people don't save enough. Some people actually save too much and don't realize they could be enjoying life a little bit more if they really knew exactly what they could expect from their financial plan. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. It's good having that plan and being able to tell whether or not, like you said, saving too much, saving too little. If you can find out early enough, Sometimes you can make just little tweaks and be able to hit your goals instead of going, oh, I have five years till I retire. What am I going to do now? <laughs> right. And the other great thing that I love about taking the time to figure out your finances, again, obviously on trajectory is the one that I would prefer everyone use. But the great thing is, is you can do things like, oh, you know what? If I just took a leave of absence from work for two months and traveled for a month of that 30 years down the line, it's only a small change in my lifetime plan. Having that peace of mind to be able to do something like that lets you do that, right? Otherwise, you would never do it because you think, oh, I can't take two months off work and travel, but yeah, maybe you can. Or you could be like me and go, you know what? I'm quitting my corporate job. I'm going to move yep. from California to Nashville and then start making money doing other things, you know? And maybe you don't need the California salary to be able to hit your goals anymore. That's right. Yeah. And we have folks that write us all the time and say, I quit my job because of on trajectory. And that always makes me a little bit nervous, to be honest, but it also <laughs> makes me happy because they're happy. Absolutely. So Tyson, if somebody wanted to connect with you, let's say on social media or anyplace else, what's the best way for them to do that? Really just on trajectory.com. So if you wanted to write to me directly, I'm T-Y, Ty, at on trajectory.com. Right on. Well, again, appreciate you being on the show. and We look forward to seeing you when we travel there. Thanks, Lee. Really enjoyed being on the show. Keep up the great work. Thank you. Big thanks to Tyson for coming onto the show and sharing his tips for Baltimore, Maryland. Show him some love by learning more about his financial independence software at OnTrajectory.com. As of this taping, OnTrajectory.com is offering a free 14-day trial so you can get greater clarity on your financial goals. Send me a tweet at WeTravelThere to share your favorite thing about Baltimore, Maryland. All the links we talked about today can be found at WeTravelThere.com forward slash Baltimore. We want to say thank you to SmartBuyGlasses.com for being our affiliate sponsor of today's episode. I love to look good while I'm traveling, and SmartBuyGlasses.com has been covered with great deals on all those top brands. And for my friends with prescription lenses, the lens scanner feature is super cool. Their app scans your current lenses so you can fill your prescription with hundreds of fashionable glasses instead of trying to figure out what to do with a limited selection at your local stores. Go to WeTravelThere.com forward slash SmartBuy to find your next pair of glasses. For questions about an upcoming vacation, visit the We Travel There podcast community on Facebook for the best tips from travelers like you and me. Join us next time as we head to the Las Vegas Strip to speak with Sean Coomer of MilesToMemories.com. Sean and I talk about hacking your way to elite status, why you should get away from the Strip to explore nature, and um, what he did to the Berlin Wall. We'll be joining us when we travel there. If you've enjoyed this podcast episode, please share with your friends and tell them what you like most. Make sure you subscribe that way you don't miss any of your upcoming destinations. 